The following program does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff or management of WFMD. Welcome to the Faith Debate on News Radio 930 WFMD on the AM at 9:30 AM on the FM at 99.9 HD2 and on the internet and I just lost that's weird. Is that not playing anymore? That's odd. I mean, I hear me, so everything's fine. The li- I did not fade out that music. The music just stopped for no apparent reason. Why did that happen? I'm curious. There it is again, magically reappeared. I don't know. That, that's, that's really odd. We're under satanic attack. They're trying to stop the faith debate. <laughs> They've thrown their best at us, and they can't stop this show. We've been doing it for 18 years. Actually, uh, as we hear the show now... We just passed our 18th year, and I realized I was thinking about this. The faith debate has never really recognized or celebrated in any way any of the benchmark shows. So even though we've done way more than this, today we're celebrating our 100th show. We've done way more than 100 shows, but we're celebrating our 100th show today. Uh, I'm Troy Skinner, a uh, longtime host of the Faith Debate, also the pastor of the Household of Faith in Christ. You can uh, find my church and all of my social media and connections to everything that I do. It's kind of a one-stop shop at householdoffaithinchrist.com. Joining the studio this week, as is per usual, Imran Razvi, uh, founder of Conquered by Love Ministries, online at conqueredbylove.org. He's also a house church pastor in the Thurmont area. And uh, back for another go-round, not too long ago, we had Steve Yerger on the show. He's with the Shabbat Gathering in southern uh, Pennsylvania, not too far away from um, Gettysburg. And I can't remember exactly, we're talking about family matters, I think, and things like that last time you were on. And coming out of that show, Steve said, you know, I I would love to talk about a few things. And he suggested some topics, and we're going to be tackling some of those uh, over the next couple of weeks, beginning this week. And chief among them, as you can imagine, he's got a congregation that's called the Shabbat Gathering. So they're all about the Sabbath, you know, meeting and worshiping on Saturday. As it turns out, the Razvi Church also uh, gathers on Saturday. And as it turns out, Household of Faith in Christ worships on Saturday. David Forsey, who's normally a part of this panel, uh, his church meets on Sunday. Uh, and I've pastored churches that uh, meet on Sunday. In fact, the Right now, the last couple of years is the first time I've ever uh, been pastoring, a, shepherding a flock where we met on Saturday. So I'm going to throw it to you guys first because I'm not sure exactly where, I, I think I know what the conviction is, but I'm not sure what the source of the conviction or the strength of the conviction is, so I'd be curious to see. You guys meet on Saturday because, in your view, that's, it is the Sabbath and that's when you should meet. Is that, is that? Well, the Sabbath is a day of rest, so it, it doesn't say that you should worship on the Sabbath. You worship every day. But I, for me, it's clear that the Sabbath is been given by God to us as a day of rest, that we should observe it. It was there from the very beginning, and it's also there in Revelations, so it hasn't gone away. And when I became a Christian a uh, long time ago, I was maybe a little bit naive. I decided to believe the entire Bible. I didn't just decide to be, believe the New Testament. I decided to believe the whole Bible. And as I grew closer to God, I, I started you know, questioning traditions, questioning what uh, the cultural churches do, and, and again, trying to find what God wants for us. And so there's, there's many different things that brought me to move um, my belief that Sunday is the Sabbath to Saturday is the Sabbath. You know, we've often heard that, hey, so one person holds one day holy, another person another day holy, and things like that. But I couldn't really find anything in the Bible, in Scripture, that stated 
that the Sabbath, the day of rest, was now going to be Sunday instead of Saturday. So that's where I come from. So let's uh, talk about what, Steve, where do you want to start? Well, I was brought up uh, for many, many years and taught that the Sabbath was on Sunday. Uh, from as little as I remember from different church congregations, different places that we lived in different parts of the country and the local church we would go to, that was the conviction. That was the, the day of rest was Sunday. And as my wife and I started looking at, as Razvi said, the whole word of God, I started looking at the, uh, seven days of creation, you know, day one, day two, day three consequently all the way to day seven and god says that on the seventh day he rested and it's not like god needs to rest but god was giving us a prophetic shadow picture of him ceasing from his works so when jesus was on the earth he said follow me you know do as i do i do nothing except what my father tells me or what is made known by my father so Consequently, if you follow Jesus' life, he celebrated the Shabbat on the seventh day. That's the seventh day of creation, the seventh day, the day of rest. Jesus also said he was the Lord of the Sabbath. So basically, Jesus being Lord of the Sabbath means that he's the one who interprets it. If we're going to look to any interpretation of man, any interpretation of the commentators or the theologians, go look at Jesus' life. He's the Lord of the Sabbath. He kept the Sabbath. Jesus said, follow me. Okay, so the early church followed him. The 12 disciples followed him. They kept the Shabbat on Saturday. After Jesus died and rose again, the early church kept the Sabbath. So we have a very strong historical footprint. So, Steve, when did Sabbath. it change? When did it go from uh, Friday night to Saturday night as a Sabbath? to Sunday, daytime? Okay, there's, that's a good question. The Catholic Church, in their writings, basically said that they are officially changing the Sabbath from Saturday to Sunday. And the reason they did that was because if you keep Sunday, their Sabbath, you are actually under the covering and the authority of the Catholic Church when you go to church on Sunday, according to the Catholic writings. Um, but also there was, um, a gentleman, uh, in born around 1880 AD and his name was Marcion and Marcion was a gentleman that, uh, uh, really promoted teachings that the Sabbath was done away with. Yeah. In a couple of weeks, we're going to actually talk more specifically about Marcionism. Yeah. And, uh, so, I mean, alluding to him now in this context is totally fine, but it's obviously the, the heresy of Marcionism goes way beyond the Correct. confines of, uh, what they should be worshiped. Uh, in fairness, I mean, the, the, the idea of the faith of H over the years is to try to provide, you know, a, a robust dialogue where different perspectives have a fair hearing. We're not able to do that super well today because there's at least four, maybe five significant views on the Sabbath that are out there. And there's only three of us. We're not going to represent all of them anyway, even if we each had a different view. Um, but in fairness, I want to try to at least touch on some of those. So one of the views would be, you know, we have complete freedom from any and all sort of 
legalistic requirement uh, in Christ. And so the Sabbath is Sabbath shmabbath. doesn't matter when we meet, if we meet. I don't need to gather and, and have a day of rest. I don't need to gather and worship. I don't need to do anything because I can get what I want on my own, on my own schedule, my own time. Nobody in this room advocates for that. And I'd be willing to bet that everybody in this room would speak sharply against that. It's not biblical. And you are in disobedience to your Lord and Savior. He's not only your Savior, he's your Lord. And so there are some things we are expected to do to honor, not to earn our salvation, but to honor his name and to be good examples for uh, other believers and for the world that is, has a watching eye on us to be a good witness around us. So that's not going to get a lot of attention other than the last 60 seconds that I gave to it. Uh, another one would be, well, we have great flexibility. So, and a lot of church, a lot, there are some noteworthy examples of churches that they might have uh, some sort of a gathering on Sunday um, and they m- might even call that uh, a Sabbath in some regards. But a lot of them they would call uh, that just an evangelistic day. It's a work day for the church, if you will. They have a gathering and all the people are there to witness to the lost who are coming to hear what Christianity is all about is the idea. And then they would have some other day in the week, like a Wednesday or whatever day, where they gather and they treat that as kind of their holy day during the week. Uh, I'm not a big advocate of that necessarily either, but I will say that functionally there are some pastors that will treat Monday as their personal a day of rest because they're, Sunday is a really, really hard work day for them. And so Monday, they're kind of catching their breath before they get back into the sermon prep and, and, and all those sorts of things. So all of those aside, uh, let's go back to the uh, what most people, uh, you listener hearing this show right now, you might be heading to church right now. And you're thinking in terms of you're going to church because today is the Sabbath day. And that's what Christians do. It's now on the first day of the week. And so if David Forsey were here, I'm trying to think of the kinds of things David would say to advocate his position. Because I think that he would hold the view that Sunday is a special day that, and that his family, I believe, treats Sunday as their day of rest as a family. And I think that he would say that uh, in response, so now we're going to have some dialogue here again. In, in response to what you said, Steve, about, well, follow the example of Jesus, I think that those that advocate for a change to the first day of the week from the last day of the week would say that, well, of course, Jesus uh, went to synagogue and had his Sabbath on the last day of the week. He hadn't died and resurrected yet. And so, and that's the point when things from a first day of the week, Sabbatarian, they would say that's the point when it changed. And then they would use some, some writings from, the, uh, from the, uh, some of the patristic fathers, uh, from the, some of the examples. They would point to uh, the opening of the book of Revelation, and John says that you know, on, the, on the Lord's day he was taken up in the Spirit, and they, they refer to that in their way of thinking as, well, the Lord's day was Sunday, and so that's an example from Scripture that it changed. By the way, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of using that part of Revelation that way. But that's part of their argument. So what mm-hmm. do we say? And I'm not, even, I'm not even on your page, by the way, so I'll give you what my view is in a second. But you know, what would you guys say to, to that sort of a retort? I would like to read uh, two scriptures. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. And he took it down and wrapped it in linen cloth and laid him in the tomb and cut into the rock where no one had lain. And it was the preparation day and the Sabbath was about to begin. Now the women who had come to him out of Galilee followed, and they saw the tomb and how his body was laid. Then they returned and prepared the spices and the perfumes, and on the Sabbath day they rested according to the commandment. So here we have a direct time 
shot of history and context of the Sabbath day mentioned right after they were at the tomb. And this is after Jesus. We're not sure if he's risen yet or if it's still in between those three days. But here we have an understanding of believers that follow Jesus keeping the commandment. Okay. What about the people that will point to what uh, Paul uh, writes in Romans chapter 14 about no day? I think you might have even alluded to this yeah. earlier, Imran, so, about, you know, no day is different than another day, that kind of thing. So that was, you know, talking about holy days, and that's fine. The, the thing is, in the very beginning, in Genesis, you, you begin with the Sabbath, and in Revelation, you end with the Sabbath. So Sabbath is there throughout. You can have holy days, you can have special days, you can have this or that, but that doesn't change what God decreed because, one, God doesn't change. If he wanted it to be the first day, he would have made it the first day and because that's when Jesus was going to rise. He knew that, right? He knew exactly when Jesus was going to die and rise, so he could have easily made the Sabbath the first day and said, hey, I first rested and then I created. No, he didn't do that. He made a plan and he set it in place because he knew exactly what his plan was. So as far as I understand, God does not change. And those that say God changes is directly contradictory to the Bible where the Bible is very clear that God does not change the same today, yesterday, and forever. And so people that say, well, once Jesus rose, that now became the Sabbath. No, it became the day that Jesus rose. It didn't become the Sabbath. The Sabbath is still the Sabbath. And, but yeah, you can call it the Lord's Day, the day that uh, Jesus rose. That's another day, it's a special day, but it's not the Sabbath. Right. But, well, God doesn't change. But, again, I'm, I'm trying to Absolutely. play the role of David Forsey if he were here a little bit, and I hope I'm doing an okay job because there's part of me that's very uh, agreeable to what David would say, even though it's not my view. Uh, I pastored in that context for a long time, and so I, I, you, know, you learn what the arguments are because people ask you, why do we meet on Sunday and not on Saturday? Why do we treat Sunday as our day of rest and not Saturday? And, well, this is what the tradition teaches, and this is how we understand Scripture and that sort of thing. Uh, I think it's possible that somebody who's uh, pro the first day of the week is now the day as opposed to the seventh day of, of the week is the day which might say in response to what you said, well, God doesn't change. But he reveals things differently over time. God's outside of time. It's therefore, he doesn't change. He doesn't, isn't changed by time. But he works inside of time. Uh, for example, the people, uh, his chosen people, those that were his covenant people, were marked physically by the circumcision once upon a time. And now we're told in the New Testament very explicitly that that's no longer a requirement. Well, God didn't change, but the requirement in time upon his people changed. So couldn't the same thing be said for the day of the week upon which we would worship? particularly if the seventh day was, was leading to the promise of the first day, which would probably be a broader application of what the first day advocates would say. Well, appreciating uh, how we've been taught for many, many years, myself included, um, as I started testing the teaching of the first day of the week being the Sabbath day, I came across a scripture in Deuteronomy 4 that says, you shall not add to the word which I am commanding you or take away from it that you keep the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you. Now, again, God says he changes not. So we have to follow an example. Jesus himself even said, I have come to do what was written of me. If he deviated from that, he would be stepping outside what he was called to do. He was to be the spotless lamb of God, sinless. At any point in time, if he would have deviated from that 
what was written of him in the scriptures, he would be missing the mark. Then he would no longer be a spotless lamb. Then he would not be able qualified to be our savior to take away the sins of the whole world. So he had to walk this walk that was, uh, and it was known of exactly, he says, I know what I'm supposed to do. I've heard from my father. My father's told me, you know, and so there's really, uh, we have to look at the consistency of Jesus's walk and compare our view with what, how he, what he said, how he walked, what was important to him. Then you can start comparing when tradition of man or tradition of uh, religion or different things that have been added or taken away over the, over the millennia, uh, sometimes we have to get back to the simplicity yeah, of in, Christ. In fairness to those that would disagree with the, the, the position you're advocating, I, on their behalf, haven't quoted a tradition of man. I've pointed to Romans chapter 14. I've pointed to uh, Revelation chapter 1. Uh, I've pointed to the example of uh, circumcision in the Old Testament, not in the New Testament. I've been, I've been using, on purpose, scriptural arguments because those are the arguments we should be making. What do we do, for example, with the uh, Jerusalem Council in Acts chapter 15? where they have a chance to hold people to particular rules and regulations that would have been part of the uh, uh, Judaic law, and they pare it down to basically, um, going off on the top of my head here, but they pare it down to avoid uh, eating food, sacrifice to idols, avoid blood, uh, and uh, basically try to live a good life. There's some other path. But there's no mention of the Sabbath there at all. There's no mention of, of a whole bunch of, the, of the, the Jewish law there. It's almost as if it's abrogated in, in some sense. So what do we, what, how do we handle that in this context and with regard to the Sabbath? Again, Romans 14, one person regards the day above another, another regards the day every day alike. Each person must fully convinced in his own mind whether he observes the day for the Lord and who he eats. This is something that's called observance. This is not looking at the command which the Lord has made. This is talking in context about if you decide you're going to fast on a particular day, if you're going to worship or honor God and, and, and do a special offering, you know, you have that ability to do that. But at the same time, in the Greek, that word day is hemera. It's, it's not Sabbath. It just says day. So people infer that and say it's the Sabbath day. So you might want to have to look at context and culture and see how that's actually um, it's tangential, used. but it might be related a little bit to this. I don't want to go off on a huge rabbit trail, and uh, I don't know. Imran and I have known each other for a while. I don't know his view on this, and I only met you this year, Steve, so I don't know your view at all on this. How do you guys uh, view the festival days, Feast of Tabernacles and Feast of Weeks, things like, things like that? Do you guys feel like Christians should be observing those days or that that's not something that's for the church, that was something specific to the Old Testament times? So that's, that's actually probably topic for another whole another show because that goes off topic of Sabbath. So I think we should definitely address that. My thing is, first of all, um, and I, I, we will answer, I think we should discuss it on, on another okay. topic, but another week. What I'm concerned is many of the people that I grew up with or in the church after I became a Christian, um, they, they said Sunday is a day of worship. But not almost nobody really kept it as a Sabbath. So first we had to find what is Sabbath. Sabbath to me, from my studies and my learning, is a day of rest. So 
uh, let's say it's Sunday. Let's say the church says it's Sunday. Sunday is the Sabbath now. So do people actually rest on Sunday? No. They they go to their own pleasures. They watch the football game. They uh, do lots of different things, sports and activities. They're not resting. Nobody's resting. In fact, that was when, when I first started, um, God started moving in my heart towards keeping the Sabbath. I was trying to keep Sunday as the Sabbath, and we started resting on the Sunday and say, hey, this is our Sabbath. We're going to rest. Uh, yes, the church says Sunday is the Sabbath. We do that. So that's the first step. And so on Sundays, we would not do anything. We would not do sports. We would not go watch sports. We would be at home and fellowship and worship God and, and talk about uh, his word. And we did that for a while. And then God moved in me and said, okay, so when did he say that the day of rest that he gave us, that one of the Ten Commandments, is no longer there? It's, it's a Sunday now. He never said that. So I looked throughout. We did a lot of study. That, uh, you know, went through you know, my favorite, Google, Google search, uh, everything, and study that. And I couldn't find anywhere that was definitive that God said the day changed Sunday. I saw people said that, I, but I never saw the biblical thing. And when you compare different things like circumcision, we're not talking about circumcision. Circumcision also was not one of the Ten Commandments. The, keeping the Sabbath is a, one of the Ten Commandments. So one of my friends said, hey, are you a Nine Commandment person or a Ten Commandment person? I said, yeah, what do you mean good. by that? I said, he said, well, do you keep all Ten Commandments? I said, yeah. He said, no, you don't. You're not keeping the Sabbath. The Sabbath is the last day of the week. After a full day, a full week, you rest on the Sabbath. That's what God teaches. He never changed that. So why are you a Nine Commandment Christian? So that's really where I came from, you know, all the way over to being a new Christian, not really knowing what I'm doing, to following what the church says and, and meeting on Sundays, and, try, and then from there, trying to keep Sunday as a holy and separate and special and, and restful day, to why am I doing that? God didn't command me to rest on Sunday. He commanded me to rest on Saturday. Within the context of the commandments and what you said earlier, Steve, about the example of Jesus and he had to live a sin, sinless life, and he recognized the seventh day, not the first day, as the day of rest. Uh, so is it your view that the Christians and the churches that are uh, having their wor- not only their worship on Sunday but are... are calling their people to recognize Sunday as the day of rest, as functionally as a Sabbath, uh, are, are they in sin? I would say yes. Um, and that you will get a lot of hate mail, a lot of people angry with me. And, but I think we have to stand up for what the Bible says. And that's what God has brought to my heart, that I believe that it is, it is a sin not to keep the Sabbath, and the Sabbath is on Saturday. Now, if you say, hey, Sabbath is on Sunday or it's on Tuesday or it's on Wednesday— I'd challenge you to say, where does God say it is that day? And if it is, convince me. I'm happy to change because if you can convince me through the Bible, through God's Word, I'm very open. I want to follow God's commands because what God says is that following His commands is not going to save you because obviously He didn't save anybody. Jesus saves. But if you love Him, if He saved you and you love Him in return, for then you would follow His commands. And His commands are very clear. It's not just follow one command or follow the New Testament commands or it says follow my commandments. My commandments means the whole Bible. So I am desperately, honestly, every day trying to find what I'm not following, what I should be following and trying to change. And the, the church has done a abysmal job in teaching me what are God's commands. All they've taught me in church really is, hey, God forgives all your sins and you're okay. You can do whatever you want. You're forgiven. You go to heaven. That doesn't have any meat. It doesn't have any, any 
any structure. It's just, hey, you're all forgiven. Just so long as you you say the repent, uh, repenting prayer and you're okay. Well, I'm going to have to uh, start to draw this episode to a close. We, there, obviously, I didn't even have a chance to share oh, with any specificity my view. And I know you guys are chomping at the bit to hear my view. Of course you are. Everybody wants to know what I think. Microphone doesn't want to know what I think right now. It's not cooperating. There we go. So we'll do that next week, and then maybe we'll transition into some broader uh, Marcionism uh, stuff because it, is, it came up this week. Maybe we'll talk about that next week. And if you have other thoughts that uh, you didn't get to share this week, we can carry them over and talk about them next week. So it'll be kind of a, a two-part bridge here, so a little teaser. Next week you'll hear my view for what it's worth, and then we'll go from there. So this is the Faith of Imran Razvi, uh, founder of Conquered by Love Ministries, online at Conquered by love.org. Uh, the Shabbat gathering uh, is, uh, is blessed uh, by uh, leadership, among others, uh, from uh, Stephen Yerger. He's, he's part of a, a team of leaders there. I'm Troy Skinner, pastor of Household of Faith in Christ, and you can find us on, online at householdoffaithinchrist.com. Till next week, 167 and a half hours from right now, God bless.